All right, peeps, welcome back to another edition of INT's The Podcast. I'm your host, A-Train, joined by my good friends and co-hosts, Big Ron and King. What's going on, guys? Excited to talk college football this week. Yes, sir. Another good week of college football coming up. Yeah, probably the biggest week so far. We got three undefeated matchups, Alabama versus Tennessee, Penn State, Michigan, Oklahoma State, TCU. We got six AP-ranked matchups, so this is probably the biggest week. I don't know if this will be considered separation Saturday, but it's definitely a candidate for that. But uh, we're going to start off with probably the biggest game of the year so far, Alabama versus Tennessee. Quick notes on this game. Alabama's on a 15-game winning streak in this series, but this is probably the first time in those 15 years that Tennessee legitimately has a shot. What are you guys' thoughts on this game? I actually had that that same exact statement written down. This is the first shot time in 15 years they've actually had a shot to win. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And it, what's what's sad is like it seems like it's it's been even longer. It seems like it's been 40 years since Tennessee beat Alabama. Yeah, it is crazy. But uh, to me, you know, right now, obviously, the biggest question is is Bryce Young going to play? Yes. I mean, I'm, I hadn't looked today, but I'm sure it's going to be a game-time decision tomorrow. As of yesterday, it was still up in the air. Right. But uh, say, you know, if if he does if he does play, which I think he will, I mean, that's – I mean, he's one of their biggest impact players. But I, I actually think uh, so far this year their biggest impact player has been Jameer Gibbs, their running oh, back. Definitely. definitely. He has had a, a very solid year so far, 532 yards rushing. At 8.3 yards per carry, a couple touchdowns. He's also Alabama's leader in receptions with 22 receptions, 220 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Bama's been spreading the ball around a lot this year. They have four wide receivers, with all with around 220 yards and three to four touchdowns each. And then you throw Gibbs in that mix, you know, basically he's their you know, fifth wide receiver. And then, uh, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, of course, I think, I think we all agree that Will Anderson is the best player in the country, right? Yeah, definitely that. I mean, he should be the first player drafted in April, but we all know the NFL take a couple quarterbacks before he goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, drop, drop Will Levis first, you know, knowing them. Yeah, but uh, you know, Bama's gonna get after the quarterback. Uh, so that's that's going to be the biggest uh, key in this game. Um, you know, they, they've been getting out of the quarterback, but uh, I was looking at stuff for this game. Alabama's only forced three turnovers this year. Mm. And I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is. And uh, as for Tennessee, I mean, the game game's going to revolve around Heisman Hooker, as we've been calling him around here. <laughs> you know, if Tennessee can keep him upright, give him clean pockets to throw from. Uh, you know, he could have a big game. And then when the pack is down, he, you know, can he use his athleticism to make big plays and extend drives? Uh, I mean, of course, he had a, you know, they just ate LSU's lunch last week. But uh, LSU after him a little bit and put a big hit on him that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll I'll go in about this Alabama-Tennessee game. You know, it's the third week in October. First things first, in regards to Alabama, this secondary hasn't been very good this year. You, I'm assuming they're going to get better, 
But guys like Brian Branch, I mean, he's been playing well in the slot, in the nickel position, whichever you want to call it. He's played well, but the outside corners, they're going to be tested this week. And I'm wondering, can those guys step up and make some plays? Because as Run said, Alabama's not causing turnovers. They're they're not getting the football and creating easier opportunities for their offense. Kool-Aid McKinstry does have seven passes defended, which yes. seems like a lot at this point of the year. Yes. But like I said, they're still not but they're still not turning the ball over, which I just you know I just found was odd because they've you know they played some lesser teams, you know. So well, I just yeah they, I think the combination of pass rush plus defensive back that you would get more turnovers. You know? Right. They have some talent at you know in their secondary. They have two guys, you know, Jordan Battle. Preseason All American mm-hmm. definitely is going to play on Sundays. You know he's the captain of that secondary, but he hasn't really done a whole lot this year. They're going to need him to step up because on paper, you know, screw that. From what I've watched of Tennessee this year, their offensive line can play. And now, yeah. granted, I know Bama has some guys on the defensive line that can play. They're going. Tennessee has the game plan of how to slow down Will Anderson, but I just assume that's probably going to be a stalemate. I don't think Alabama's defensive line is going to overwhelm Tennessee, but I also don't think you know Heisman Hooker is just going to be standing you know like a statue in that pocket. I think he's going to have to move because Bama will get some pressure, but it's going to come down to the the guys in the secondary making plays, and I, I wonder. Can the youngsters at corner, Arnold and Kool-Aid, can they step up this week? And then for Tennessee, you know, Heisman Hooker, is this his game, He, you know, that he separates himself from other Heisman contenders? Got to have that Heisman moment. I think he has to. You know, the only way they win, and I'm, I'm throwing this to you, train, and to run, Heisman Hooker has to go over 300 yards. Does he have to go over 300? Passing or total? Passing. I think so. I think so. I think so, too. Because I don't think they're going to – I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to run the football as well as they did last week. So I'm I'm not sure, but, like, I think this game is going to be incredibly competitive. I – I've got notes on it, but I think we can get rid of some of this stuff. This is a big-time rivalry game. Tennessee hasn't had a shot in years. <laughs> Half yeah. our life. So, you know, I, I'm going to just scratch these notes out. I, I don't think it matters. I, I, I think this is going to be some good old-fashioned football. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with pretty much everything you said. I'm echoing, you know, what, what uh, King says. Like, I have notes on this game. I'll go over a few of them, but for the most part, it's just going to be just a hell of a game. For Tennessee, Heisman Hooker. Interesting stat on him, though. 239 straight passes without an INT. Uh, factor in with the fact that Bama's not causing turnovers. That's something to kind of look out, look, at, look out for. Obviously, Bryce Young is the biggest factor in this game. If he plays versus he doesn't play, because if he doesn't play, I think Milro can still get it done for Bama, but he's going to have to protect that football. 
Uh, you cannot give Tennessee extra possession. You just can't do it. That offense is yeah. too explosive for that. Forrest, speaking of the offense, last two games since Cedric Tillman went down, and I don't think he's going to play this week as well, over 100 yards in both those games. So Tennessee has a lot going for it. For Bama, so coming to the season, Tennessee's run defense was a question mark. But Tennessee's run defense this season has been stout. They've only given up 89.2 yards per game, but more impressive than that, 2.79 yards per rush. So that's something that I wasn't expecting to ever read out about Tennessee coming into this season. But, like, the yards doesn't surprise me as much because they've been getting up on people, but the yards per carry has been very impressive. So that's going to be a big test for Jameel Gibbs. I think he'll do fine, but that is something to kind of look out for. But about this game, though, like, some things I found interesting – is in the last 30 years, this is only the seventh ranked versus ranked matchup in Alabama, Tennessee, which is, you know, crazy because you hear about this game and it's like this big historic rivalry. And, you know, it has these big implications and it's just a big deal. But in our lifetime, for our 30s, it's just, it's just been one-sided pretty much, you know, <laughs> our entire uh, lives. It really uh, has. The last 15 years have been Bama. In the 90s, it was Tennessee. Um Crazy stat that I see, if you check the Wikipedia page, you know, you look at the history of it. Uh, with the exception of 2002 and 2005, which Bama won those games, Tennessee won every game from 95 to 2006. Bama won every game from 07 to 21. Bama won every game from 86 to 94. There's ties in there somewhere. Tennessee, every game from 82 to 85. Bama, every game from 71 to 72. Basically, whoever wins usually goes on a winning streak. Um, they have not alternated victories um, since 1946. Wow. Won, Alabama won, Tennessee won. That's a that's a stump to Schwab stat right yeah. there. Yeah. Now, technically, I could have went, you know, to 1953, I mean, uh, to 54 and 5, but there was a tie at 53, so I can't really count that. But, yeah, so they haven't really alternated victories, like, you know, year after year after year. Since 70, yeah. 70 years. Yeah. What type of rivalry? Uh, well, okay, okay, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. I'm sorry. Uh, technically, they alternated in 2004 and 2005 because, you know, Tennessee won 04, Alabama won 05, Tennessee 06. But I, I, I didn't include that because that's still in that stretch where Tennessee won from 95 to 06. So I didn't really include it, but so – yeah, because yeah, just one win in there. Yeah, so yeah, it's it just kind of like yeah, it's kind of like breaking the cycle. But Tennessee was still the dominant team in that. In that yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, so it's it's a crazy rivalry. The more you d- dive into it, it hasn't really been competitive for most of our lives. Either one side is dominant or the other. So could this be the year that Tennessee swings that into their favor? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, it's look. I think this is going to be a hard hitting game. Um. I believe we're going to get some great matchups on the outside. I think the O-line play for both teams is going to be really, really good. Fall, look, if any of those kids are listening, tighten his chin straps up because I, I think this is going to be a hell of a football game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, and I mentioned the rank B rank matchups. This is the first rank B matchup, rank B rank matchups in 2016. But before that, it wasn't until 20, 2005 where both teams were ranked. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, an interesting history. Uh, it's just one of those rivalries where it's a big historic rivalry, but it's... It's odd. It, yeah, it's very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any final, final thoughts on this game before we move on? 
I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any. I, I'm just looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like I said, throw the stats out. Just go play football. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't watch that. I'm probably gonna miss the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, so I'll be attending the LSU Florida game. I'm, I'm wondering why did I buy tickets to that game now? But whatever. We'll we'll discuss that game uh on Wednesday show when I give my live reactions. And reactions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, the swamp. Oh, oh yeah, LSU oh yeah. Florida is typically a good game. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it's a good game. I mean, um, yeah. you know, I mean, if y'all want to touch on that real quick, oh, I mean, Florida, you know, Florida LSU, you know, is, is for some reason a big rivalry because we play every year. Yeah, yes. but uh, I think the thing to watch in that game, uh, just re- you know, on quick note, Florida has given up a, a lot of rushing yards to the quarterback this year, oh. and that's the and that's the one thing LSU can do. So yes. that'll be interesting. Yeah, and for me, like with that game, it's just gonna be a matter of like which team just wants it more because I feel like both teams are kind of just don't have an identity. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of at that. No point. truer words ever spoken. Yeah, they're both at they're both at that point where it's like this season can go. You know, you, you can save your season, or you this season can go really, really bad for either team. Yes, uh, LSU. We talked about how their offense has just been anemic. Florida. It, I admire Billy Napier's um um what's the word here? I'm looking for his confidence and going for it. Oh, fourth downs and his you know decision making, but it it's has positive um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to going. Unfortunately, it you know, this is the one time where I wish it was, it was a 12 o'clock game where I can go, get it done, and come home and watch some good football. But uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, it's a night game where a lot of the game's taking place. But it is what it is, you know. And I'm looking forward to it, though. I will say really very briefly about LSU. It's more of a question. Why don't they just call more design runs for the quarterback? If James is going to run, they did break out a couple against Tennessee. I remember seeing they they did and they worked. Yeah, right. I mean, that, I, I can't run. I can't even talk about that game. It was so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all got my personal reactions. Y'all know how I felt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't a good one. Yeah, but on well, to the next matchup. Yeah. Well, a game that hopefully should be a good one. Uh, this is probably the biggest – well, not probably. This is the biggest match of the Big Ten so far this season. Penn State at Michigan. Both teams undefeated. Penn State's number 10. Michigan's number 5. Neither has been really tested. Uh, what are you guys looking at this game? Well, I'll go with this one first because I, I think I've been probably the biggest critic of the Big Ten this year. I think it's justified. You know, <laughs> Penn State's – they're – you know, their biggest matchups this year are Auburn and Purdue. Um, Auburn's currently, you know, doing Auburn things. And Purdue... And doing them well. <laughs> the only way... They're being Auburn like no one else can. Um, but Purdue, you know, an average football team at best that doesn't take football that seriously. Going against Michigan, who's... Best opponent might be Indiana or Maryland. Yeah, because I refuse to say Iowa. Iowa want to. I think I think I scored more points this year than Iowa has. That's the fact that the fact that Kirk Ferentz's son is, you know, the OC, and people talk about getting him fired. 
uh, or have him reside. That shows how bad it is when it's like, I'm about to fire my son. Oh, he needs yes. to. Yes. It's the game plan for Michigan is simple get the football to their running back quorum and watch him go to work. Basically, yeah. The kid, the kid went yeah. for 200 yards when they needed him to, you know, have a huge game against Maryland. Which that's the thing that makes me worry under about this team. You beat Maryland, you know, by a touchdown off your running back going over 240 yards. What's going on that Michigan football is struggling with lowly Maryland? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about this game. Yeah, the, the, the Big Ten is, is weird. They're weird every year to me, but it's three teams and everybody else. Right. This year in particular, there nobody in that in that's those those top three teams that he's talking about, you know, throwing Ohio State in there. Yeah. None of them have played anybody. Yeah. And you know, Penn State's five and oh. They beat the crap out of Auburn. We talk about every week on this show how bad of a football team Auburn is. Yes. Um like I said, their signature win, you know, like King said, is probably Purdue, who they barely beat by I think one point. Yeah. Or maybe I can't remember what the score was, but they barely beat them. And then now they're coming off this week after beating Northwestern by 10. Northwestern's one and five. Yes. Yeah. So is Penn State deserving of that number 10 ranking they carry? Hmm. I don't know about that one. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a weird conference. I'm yeah. not really sure. I don't really quite understand it. I mean, because – to piggyback off of what Run said, they were up twenty-one to ten at half against Purdue, and then they were they had to win that game in the fourth quarter to win by thirty-five to thirty-one. They had to score fourteen points oh, okay. to come back and win. So they won. They won by four. Okay. Yeah, but it still proves the point. Why is Penn State even in that situation? Yeah. I mean, Purdue, like, you know, they, they've been okay the last couple of years, so I would get right. that. But, but if, you're, if, if you're supposed to be a top 10 team, you know, you're supposed to, I get it if it's close, but you're supposed to pull away. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for Michigan versus Maryland, you know, to have to win that game so tight, that's almost Bama playing Vandy. Cause yeah. Maryland's, yeah, Maryland's not that bad. Now, come on. Give them some yeah. credit. Maryland's 4 2 this season. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. Give him some credit. But uh yeah. Michigan I mean Michigan is they're a very good defensive football team. Yeah. I mean yeah. they're top five in the country in, in, in defense. So I'm not gonna take that away from them. And Penn State, I mean, they run the football okay. You know, nobody on that team, like looking at their team, no nobody on their team scares me. Uh oh, yeah. But uh Michigan gets after the quarterback. They got twenty two sacks this year. Definitely, yeah. And like I said, they play that they play ball control offense. I mean, they basically hand the ball off to Blake Corum every play. I mean, he's carried the ball 118 times this year, 735 yards, 11 touchdowns. I mean, this man's getting the getting the Eddie George treatment, yeah. except <laughs> except averaging more than four yards yeah. carry, obviously. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Michigan 3.9, exactly. Uh, Michigan's rushed the ball 238 times uh, versus only 160 pass attempts. Um, so I think think it's safe to say they have an identity, and it's running the ball. Yeah. But when they do pass it, they throw to two people. 
uh, wide receiver Ronnie Bell. He has 30 catches this year. And tight end Luke Shoemaker, which is a great tight end name, by the way. Shoemaker. <laughs> he has 23 catches. Okay. What are your thoughts, Train? Pretty much echoing, you know, what you said. Michigan does get after the quarterback. So it's going to be interesting, you know, if the offensive line can hold up and keep Sean Clifford from getting just pulverized this game. But so far, they have done a good job uh, in doing so. I think they've only given him like seven sacks this season. So um, that's going to be an interesting matchup. What I'm looking forward to, though, uh, is high involved. So you mentioned how Michigan, you know, likes to run the football and doesn't really pass as much. But Penn State's run defense is actually fifth in the country, only giving up 2.9 yards per carry. So it's going to be strength versus strength there. For Penn State, their best player is Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback, potential first-round draft pick. So, yeah. obviously, Joey Porter, Pittsburgh, really <laughs> great. Um, the interesting thing is, I didn't know this wasn't a thing, but he was named the AP Midseason Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten. Didn't know that's a thing, but you know, it's like a, that's like having a WBC boxing belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The more you know, you know. Um, I have one of those somewhere. <laughs> offensively for Penn State, though, I think they're going to try to get the ball to Mitchell Tinsley. He's probably their best offensive weapon. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a game. You know, it's Big Ten football. It's going to be a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust going on. Yeah, we'll see if. Nicholas Singleton can get it going in the ground game. He's averaging about seven yards a carry. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just going to be a, a good football game, I think. It's Big Ten football, so. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely Big Ten football. Yeah, yeah. like that style, but good defense, good running game. And what, what's more important for me anything is just more about the matchup and the fact that these, this is the first time that we've gotten this level of competition in the Big Ten yeah. because, quite frankly, we ha- haven't had any, any intriguing matches in the Big Ten. Um it's a three and, team. It's a three team league. Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio well, State, and they're all in the same division. Right. That's what I was gonna say. The bigger problem, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, they have no competition right now, and I don't see how that helps your football team. How can you get your team ready for big games, hard hitting games, when you know Ohio State hasn't been tested this year? They're just on cruise control. Yeah. Penn State and Michigan, to me, are sleepwalking because these teams aren't bad football teams, but we just don't know if they're good football teams. Exactly. Whereas the Big 12 is just, you know, they're throwing haymakers every week at each other. Yeah. West Virginia beat Baylor last night. Yeah. Oh, man. man, Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's having a rough yeah, whoever picked them for their uh, that's what happens in the playoff bracket. Both me and Ron picked too well. Um, exactly. We used to always uh, joke amongst each other that like it, it'll be a game going on TV. It'd be the most exciting game ever, and as soon as we turn to it, it'll just get dull. <laughs> Nothing would happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just yeah. We gave Baylor the old kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but speaking of the Big Twelve, though, big matchup in the Big Twelve, and again. Probably the biggest matchup of the year for the Big 12. Undefeated Oklahoma State versus undefeated TCU. TCU coming off that big victory over Kansas. Oklahoma State just right now look like the best team in the Big 12. Um, any, uh, what, what are you guys looking for with this game? Like, well, I will say this. Is this the, the real quote-unquote Red River shootout this week? 
I know, right? We we got Oklahoma versus Texas. It's just, you know, add a couple of the letters after it. Because after the, the drive-by shooting of what Texas did <laughs> Oklahoma, I think the Big 12 needed this. You know, Baylor has had – and Baylor's had a tough schedule. And there's a reason why I'm saying this. Baylor had a lot of hype coming into the season. They, they've run the gauntlet and, and just gotten, you know, grinded down now. Oklahoma is not as good as many people thought. Texas isn't quite back yet, although they are playing better with Quinn and Oh, te- Texas is back. Yeah, they're back. <sighs> they're going to be gone <laughs> in two weeks. But, you know, TCU and Oklahoma State have, have picked up the slack. You know, as all those other teams have been, you know, falling down, so is Kansas State. So I think this week, the Big 12 actually has a chance to get some eyeballs on their conference for the right reasons. It should be a good football game. It should be an exciting game to watch. I score. Like, yes, if you like right. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about TCU's coach? I know – they're post the Gary Patterson years. Who Dykes? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't. So you know, Sonny Dykes is is uh he's bounced around a little bit. Yeah, you know he was a lot he was yeah right, he was a Louisiana Tech. You know, he's an offensive guy, and he you know leaves for the bigger job, goes to Cal. Obviously, things you know didn't work out well. I mean, Cal football hadn't been good, and who knows how long. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. apparently, you know, he's he's put a, a few things together back at a uh, TCU now. So, yeah. but uh, but I like how you uh, call this is this the real uh, you know, Red River shootout this week? Because uh, I mean, I think it really is. <laughs> we talked about TCU a good bit last week, so I'll keep it short with them. Um, we know last week we talked about Max Dugan and Kendry Miller, but I don't think we talked about uh, Quentin Johnston. Oh, uh, I brought him up last week. Did you? Okay, I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah, that was um, like you know, my big key. Well, you was right about that. You know, fourteen catches, two hundred six yards against Kansas. So, yes, I mean he had a big game. But you know, like, just how we said, you know, Penn State and Michigan, you know, is going to be classic Big Ten football. This uh, Oklahoma State and TCU is going to be classic Big Twelve football. There's going to be some points put on the board for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in Oklahoma State, uh, the note I have on them is uh, Braden Johnson. He's averaging twenty-one catch, uh, excuse me, twenty-one yards per catch this year. I think, like I said, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, offense versus offense, with defense huffing and puffing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, in I will say this week, the Big Twelve has some other matchups that I think will be interesting. You got Kansas versus Oklahoma. The Longhorns Cyclones, yeah, they, I they have some games where it's like Texas could try to crawl their way back, and then Kansas could really quickly. Do y'all think Kansas has a shot versus Oklahoma? Is their quarterback I playing? I don't care. I think they win. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's now, now, it's that still water. I think Oklahoma was embarrassed, so I, I do think they might come out a little bit more inspired. But I think I mean, Kansas wins. I mean, Kansas looks like the better football team right now, but yeah, yeah. It's just, I just feel I would feel weird picking them over Arthur Oklahoma. Like the better football team, in Oklahoma, right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oklahoma's in complete disarray right now. I, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, well, I wasn't ready for that one. Yeah, I was. Hot tip. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot tip. <laughs> Might be accurate, but it's hot. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, but uh, but yeah, I mean, really, not much we talk about this game other than the fact that it's going to be a lot of offense, and that's really. When's the kickoff for this game? For this game, two, I think it's two thirty, the same time as uh, Bama Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was because dis- I was disappointed when I saw that. Yep, oh. a- ABC and CBS. Yep, yeah. uh, they're battling it out. And then Penn State and Michigan is that you know that eleven kickoff. Yeah. Like if it was, I mean, I I I, I was really hoping that um, this game would have been at twelve, so I could watch this full game, and then because Bama and Tennessee, I'm gonna watch most of it before I leave for the game, but it'd be nice if I could have watched one of those, you know, one of those two games in this entirety because Penn State Michigan is gonna be a good game, but I'm gonna be honest, I would rather watch Oklahoma State and TCU or Bama Tennessee. Yeah, ESPN needs to hire me to do their. TV scheduling because they they've been all over the place this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm like not. why is LSU Tennessee last week uh, an eleven o'clock game, but this week LSU Florida is a six o'clock game. Like, why is LSU it, it makes Florida no sense. on ESPN? Right, in Kentucky on SEC Network. Well, I, I mean, I, well, I ain't gonna say that, but I'm, uh, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. You know, honestly, I get why. Oh, I get why, but I don't no, like. No, it. I was gonna say, <laughs> I get why they put LSU Florida. If you schedule this at the beginning of the season, if no, 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 it's not though. It was scheduled. Like, it's not. You can schedule two weeks, you know, in advance. Well, yeah, two two say. weeks. That's just gonna say if you're just thinking about it early in the year, this makes sense. But since this is not how this is done, what are y'all doing? I yeah. mean, Kentucky was a top ten team two weeks ago. Yeah, and Mississippi State only has one loss. Yeah, that, 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 who, who's that too though? Who's themselves? Themselves. Oh, oh okay, okay. That, that, that loss. Oh, did you know that Nevada in in Hawaii has eleven fifty nine Eastern Time kickoff? Anyway, fun fact. Whatever. I I, I just noticed that. Oh, did you just bring up my do not care game of the week? No, no. I, I was just looking oh. at the um at the game times and I noticed that eleven fifty nine. I just thought that was kind of, of an odd time to start. I guess they just got to start it before midnight. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that's the um third game. I mean, it really like like you know for me, um, it's just gonna be a lot of offense. Um, defensively, I just want to see if anybody can get pressure on the other other team quarterback because Oklahoma State is averaging three three sacks per game. Um, TCU is only allowed seven sacks, um, so it would be interesting to see if they can you know, um, get them behind the line of scrimmage, get them behind the chains, um, because. That's one thing that Oklahoma State has done well defensively is they I think they're averaging ten tackle for losses per game, which I think leads the country. So they That's have done good. that well. Um, but you know these offenses both average over forty five points a game. They're number three and four respectively in um, total. I mean in scoring offense, so a lot of points. Um, I, I don't know what the over under is, but I'm taking the over. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we're gonna do the RPO now. Um, you know the drill. Read the topic. Want to run with it? Run with it. If not, we'll pass it. Okay, let's do it. All let's right. get it. ACC commissioner states does lots of push to expand the college football playoff in twenty four. I mean, they're playing it for twenty six, right? 
Is it, is yeah, the plan is 26. They want to get it done to 24. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why they – I mean, I don't oh. know why the ACC commission cares because they still only – Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, well, I'm going to run it with it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know why the ACC commission cares because they're not going to get any extra teams in. So, uh, yeah, but, but uh, it, like, if this was Sankey, which I mean, Sankey said he he's ready for expansion anytime too. You know, SEC commission. Uh, if he said it, I'd be you know more uh, inclined to listen. But ACC commission, I don't care. Uh, I will add for you, Uncle King, that they did also mention though that. Because this was actually doing the ACC basketball press tour, if I'm not mistaken. So, and they're talking about expanding the NCAA tournament as well in basketball. So. Yeah, I heard I heard that too. And that should be very interesting to see the details on that. Yeah. Oh, well, very quickly, I got to agree with the run. Is the ACC, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Maybe they have Clemson. <laughs> it, it, well, it's not like the ACC is firmly the third conference. And we talked about this on the Wednesday show. They are firmly third, but they're just third by, de- by default, right? <laughs> and but the ACC is also third, at least in my opinion, because they're just cruising along. They just hang along for the ride, while the Big Ten and the SEC are in the front seat arguing with each other. <laughs> yeah. Got in the car really easily. It. I I, I don't I don't know. I don't think this one's a, that big of a deal. When when the college football expansion talks heat up some more of when the start date will be, I think that'll be a great show so we can actually get everybody's opinions on expansion. Are you for it? Are you against it? But nah, I'm not. I'm not too crazy about the ACC's comments. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, the Big 12 explores early rights deal with ESPN and Fox. I'll let y'all go first this time. Okay. I, honestly, I'm a pass. Okay. Yeah. Train, right? Oh. Uh, well, I was actually, yeah, I was going to uh, run with this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just, just because, I mean, I, I mean, obviously they want to get the TV rights done uh, as early as they can. Exactly. While, that's that. Yeah, while that's Texas true. and Oklahoma are still in their conference. Yeah. So probably, yeah, if they try but, to get, try to get the, that money while they can put that. Yeah, way. yeah, exactly. Cause like, uh, I think it aspires to 24. So they're trying to get it done, um, as soon as possible because <laughs> 25, uh, we know what's happening because the PAC 12 was also in, in negotiations and they had their window, but their window has passed. Now they can still extend, but the bit, Pac-12 could not reach the, reach the deal with ESPN. So now the Pac-12 is just like kind of scrambling, trying to find a deal. You know, they're still talking to ESPN and, and uh, other networks, but yeah, they're, you know, they're kind of scrambling right now. And we talked about this on the Wednesday show, the Pac-12, you know, if, if the Big Ten can get those four schools that they're trying to add and Big 12 add, you know, four schools from the Pac-12, the Pac-12 might not be no more. Um, so they're trying their best to just get some money while they can and try to stop this thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's the the Pac twelve is gonna go the way of the dinosaurs. I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't see how that conference is gonna make it past twenty five. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, so Mike Gundy stated that he interviewed with the Buccaneers three times in twenty eleven. This ain't a pass. I don't know what is. Agreed. It's definitely passing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know. 
I don't want to know the context of this. I mean, yeah. he, he interviewed I me. Mean, he said, okay, I interviewed for the Bucks three times. I don't. Well, like, either okay. we obviously you wasn't hired, so. All right. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the was, comment. Yeah, I guess he was just saying that he had a chance to leave, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess he was trying to prove his loyalty. I don't know. Yeah, I, he must I, be. I, he must be trying to get another contract or something. Yeah, but uh, he, he's the man, though. So. Oh, he is the man. He'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State standout banned from program for revealing secrets. Um, I I, I chose to run with this just because I had to look it up to see what it was even talking about. So apparently this. Former offensive tackle, I don't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was all Big Ten, though. I mean, so obviously he was pretty good. But so he was, if I if I understood this right, he was media credentialed. Yes. But since he's a former player, he also had access to their closed practices. But the article I read never said who or what he was giving these so-called secrets to. Yeah. Uh, See, I, don't, I don't know who he revealed it to. But basically, you know, it's what you said. Like he had information to close practices, um, you know, formation schemes, personnel changes. Which, while... which, which is a big deal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like I said, they didn't ever say who they gave them to. So well, I mean, how do you reveal secrets? And I, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, it's interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Apparently, it's a much bigger deal. He was okay. caught stealing practice footage. Bill Belichick says that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, my question is, why? Well, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, obviously somebody wanted it. Yeah, but, know. and maybe I'm wrong. You went to Ohio State, you played for Ohio State. Most people, and I say most, because obviously no, nothing's 100%. But most people, you go to a school, you play for it, you wear those colors. Why would you want to sabotage those kids? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it's just like I said, it just seems weird. And like I said, they never, like I said, divulged who they was giving yeah. this stuff to. Also, I, did did y'all hear about, uh, and y'all might have talked about it on another podcast, you know, when Herm Edwards got fired at Arizona State. What about it? Did y'all hear, like, the, the people on his coaching staff were given uh like formations and uh, stuff oh, to to yeah. opponents. Yeah, I did see some something yeah. about that. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. We might have bring that up on do a little more research into that and bring that up yeah. on a, a yeah, I actually future episode. That, I actually had that in notes for RPO, but we passed on it, and so I didn't. It was about her members getting fired, and because it, it kind of came out during that time. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we passed on it. So no, that's, that actually sounds pretty big. Like, yeah, this members of his coaching staff basically, you know, sold him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, three hundred members, man. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, last one we have here is Tom Brady signs Shadur Sanders to clothing brand's first NIL deal. Tom Brady has a clothing brand? Yes, he does. He just signed Shadura Sanders. TB12. Yep. Okay. And that's his first athlete, I believe. I'll let y'all roll with this. I don't know anything about that. So. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I can... I'm a pass until we get to NIL one day. Cause, <laughs> cause the, the, but the reason I'm a pass is because this is like if somebody says, I'm going to sign LeBron's son 
to an I, NIL deal. I mean, he 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 signed Dion's son, right? Right. You know, there's <laughs> at a certain point, I'm not saying Stewart doesn't deserve it because I think he does. The boy can play football; he truly can. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. Get your money, son. But there are benefits to being Dion's son. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wanted to kind of pivot off this, though, and bring up a, a something. So there have been some talk about, and I've actually brought this up before the season started, about him potentially being a Heisman candidate. Now, he's only a sophomore this year, and, you know, he's getting talked. So my question to this is this. If he continues to play this year and goes to next year and have another strong season, do you think that he can be the second player from a swag school since Steve McNair to go to, mm. to New York next season? He's he's not putting up those type of numbers. No, nah, I don't. I, I I say I agree. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's possible. I'm just saying. Now I will say this: I mean, if he if he does, it's because he's Dion's son. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he has he's going to have the numbers, but he also is going to have. The name recognition, and it, you know, it, it's just what it is. Like it's kind of like how you know uh, a Bama running back could have a great season, but it could be a Michigan State running back have a better season, but because he plays for Bama, then he's going to get. Well, that the reason why I say is yes, he has thrown seventeen touchdowns, only two interceptions. And Shadur, you you playing some football, son? Seventeen hundred yards. Yeah. yeah the, the like I said, like I'm not saying this season. I'm saying like if he continues the season at, at this pace. And goes into next year, like could he be a guy who, as the season starts next year, he's considered a Heisman front runner, and he just continue to do what he do. Can he get that invite to New York? I'm not asking you win it, just but can yeah. he get an invite? Yeah, I, I, I could get what you're saying, but the only, the only game I ever I've, I watched him play was uh, their uh, I, I guess bowl game. I'm not exactly sure what you call it. I, I it wasn't a swag championship, but he him. didn't he didn't pass the eye test to me. But he was a freshman, so right. To me, for that kid, and I, to get that invite, he would have to play at least one of the big boys. You know, they they, they got to right. on the FBS level, right? I, I think, in, or he got to do like Stephen now did, just put up absolutely absurd numbers to where you right. just can't ignore it, right. right? And I think the way Coach Prime is coaching, I don't think they're. I mean. At the rate he's going, he could throw forty touchdowns this season. Like it's, it's on the table, he can get to forty. Count there, you know, bowl game, whatever. I mean, but you like you know, you're talking talking about that. You know, it's kind of the same situation. You know, Bailey Zappa broke all of Joe Burrow's records. Yeah. Did everybody anybody ever hear about him uh, being a Heisman candidate? No, that's true. Just saying, like I'm, I'm saying it because. You know, he's actually getting benches right now um, due to, you know, yeah. the fact that he's the young son. Yeah. Uh, right. And I just figured, like, because he's only a sophomore, if he can keep up this level of play. Again, I'm not saying he will. I'm just posing the question, like, do you think yeah. that's a chance? I, I think that's a chance. But um, because, again, right now he's getting some mentions right now. And I do think he'll probably finish, like, in the top 15 of <laughs> Heisman voting, which, you know, it's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, um, but, that's, that's true. But if he if if he keeps it up, I do think he could be on the radar coming to next season. And who knows, you know? So, but I I, I do agree with the statement though. Um, if he can have a, a game against big boys, that's something that Dion has kind of said that he doesn't really want to do. He doesn't want to really, you know, be, be you know getting paid to play. You just but, kind of know, but they've so. got so much talent. I like 
I, I'm sure Coach Prime is saying, hey, we're not here to get a paycheck because they don't need it. He, he can bring the money in for Jackson State. They're selling tickets. They got the fan support, the fan interest. And, you know, he's go- I think he's going to have a better recruiting class this season. Um, better than having the number one player in the nation? I mean, I, well, I'll be good that again, bro. <laughs> you say that, but the name of the game for most of these kids is get to the NFL. You know, you, you keep bringing in some more quality football players. Jackson, Jackson's a cool little city. It's not a whole lot to it, but as far as a college town, it's like a lot of other college towns. You. I don't know. I'm from Mississippi. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it is. It is. I mean, it's probably, it is the best part of Mississippi as far as like you know, uh, city size wise. But yeah, Jackson is Jackson's rough. Jackson, as far as college towns, because I remember when I went to, uh, I watched Barnett play against Mississippi State in Stark Vegas. <laughs> I stayed in Jackson. You know, I wasn't in Starkville. But, Do they have a hotel in Starkville? They, I'm sure they technically do. And there was, <laughs> what I'm saying is, as far as college towns go, it's about on par with most of these other places. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is like honestly, it's why I always say this is a, a big pivot here. I always like get upset when I think about how I guess way back when Mississippi State was getting built. Um, they, you know, were deciding between you know Jackson and then some. Somebody was like, "Hey, I got this farmland in Starkville, y'all can use instead." You know, and I just wondered, <laughs> like, if they would have just put it in Jackson, how different history would have been for for that school. You know, as far as right, that yeah, I'm guessing. You know, they thought maybe they would build up around. You know, I don't this, know. I mean, but it's still all farmland from from what I'm told. I haven't. Oh, been it, there. it still is. But Skip Bertman. Uh, you know, the famous uh, LSU baseball coach apparently has a whole chapter in his biography about how bad uh, Starville, Mississippi is. So, wow. <laughs> Tell Skip Berger he can suck it. I, I will say, I think it'd be interesting we can possibly do a swag show one of these days. Oh, yeah, definitely. Am I allowed to be on that show? Yeah. <laughs> it's football, man. You are the ally. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the catch is, you know, for somebody, I, I believe Coach Brown has to play some of these bigger schools. But then on the flip side, some of these schools, do you even want to play Jackson State? Because they exactly. have. Exactly. There you go, right there. Because yeah. that's my thing. I, 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 yeah, I could see Alabama or, you know, one of these big schools wanting to play Jackson State. But. If you're a school like, I don't know, uh, Nebraska, I'll throw it out there, Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not playing Jackson State. If you're in Nebraska. Now no. Nebraska is two and one in conference right now. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I guess they're probably first in their division. Yeah, the top we, first. Oh my we, god. It, we did the deep dive in Nebraska. Jackson might blow doors off of them. <laughs> yeah. But that's what. We're so they're going to get better football players. Now, I will say one thing about Coach Prime. I watched them play, I believe it was Florida you know. I'm just, just a little bit of advice. I want to overstep. You got to get some big boys. You you got to go get some big boys. Yeah, it's, it's hard, though, in the swag. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. It, 
It's now, tough. what you can do, though, is you can just try to find those guys who are like, oh, man, he's 6'5", 250. Maybe we can beef him up to be, you know, be a tackle. You know, you got to kind of get guys like that, you know. Maybe. I don't well, it might it might get a little bit better, like I said, with the more exposure they're getting. So they might be able to get some, some uh, big boys. Really, I don't think it's really bad. And I'm just saying this from, as a former O-lineman. You know, you got to look for some guys who are – might just miss out on playing big time college football. Cause yeah, you could look for the guy like you say who's six five, six six, who's kind of a skinnyish kid. We could try to you know bulk him up. Yeah. But but you still need some guys who are kind of nasty on the inside. Yeah. I, I agree. Oh uh, you gotta find guys who, you know, like you said, just kind of like under uh, underrated. And, and, and Mississippi does a lot of guys like that. Exactly. Um, the best he's, example I can think of is uh, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, uh, with Mississippi State, you know, playing amazing for the Packers, you know, Pro Bowl yeah, caliber player. Very good. Um, he was the guy who he was the last scholarship offered in that class, and they only offer him um, because they missed out on some, some guys. So they offer him and JT Gray, who plays for the Saints. Uh, also, they offered them, right. you know, their last two spots. You know, uh, they were teammates. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys like that in Mississippi who kind of go under the radar. He didn't have any offers, you know. I think he was going to go like the JUCO route, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or one of the small Louisiana schools. So I don't know where it's going, but and that, and that could be a, a big option too, uh, in my opinion. You know, the JUCO route has been such a big deal for years. Maybe they can start getting some of these kids to go to the swag. Well, yeah. that's talked about on Wednesday is. The, the swag, though, you have to be open to going to different types of schools. You know, yeah. even if that kid played at a private school, he played at a a predominantly white school, you still got to go talk to him. You can't just assume he went here, he has no interest in us. Yeah. Just because he's from this area, you can't assume, well, he was one of two black kids on the team. No, just if he can play, he can play. You'll never know if you don't talk to him. I just think Jackson said you beef up that offensive line, which is the toughest thing to do in college football is get talented O linemen. Then I think Shadour's got a real shot at win not winning the Heisman, but competing for that Heisman trophy next season. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta upgrade that O line. Agreed. Agree on all points. Uh, you boys ready for the pick six? Oh, yeah. Oh, pick six, man. Oh, man. Ready. Open up that six pack. So, uh, last week, none of us did too great. Uh, one of us. Rough did week. Rough, rough week. Rough week for some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, me and King went the three and three. Uh, <laughs> Ron went one, one and five. Uh, yeah. So, it was a pretty rough week. Standings go 10 and 8. King, 9 and 9 for me, and 8 and 10 for Ron. So, I was doing good up until last week. That's what we stand at. All right, but, but we're going to kick this off, though, with the 12 o'clock kickoff. Um, Penn State at Michigan. Penn State's number 10, Michigan's number 5. Michigan's a seven and a, I mean, sorry, a seven-point favorite. Where y'all going with this? I'll go first really briefly. I got Michigan. I think Coram is going to run the football a bunch. You know, call me no Shadamas. Uh <laughs> I just think he's going to carry the football a whole lot. And Michigan's going to eke out a win. And I think Big Ten style, like 21 to to 18. That's so, too high yeah. scoring for Big Ten. 
Um, I I agree uh, with King. I'm going. I'm going Michigan. Go Big Blue. I hope Les Miles is at this game because if he is, that man's gonna be smiling. Yeah. yeah. That toss dive, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Never I'm, understand that play. Yeah, I'm also going Michigan, even though you know neither team has been tested. Um, I'm just going with the fact Michigan, just for the fact that they just have more talent. That's pretty much what it comes down to. I do think that the best pro prospect is on Penn State squad, but you know with Michigan, I don't think he's going to be as big of a factor because they're not going to be throwing the ball on his to his side that much. To really, you talk about Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. Yes, exactly. okay. Um, so, so yeah, I have Michigan winning this game. Um, somewhere along the lines about you know twenty four seventeen ish. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving ahead, Oklahoma number, number eight, Oklahoma State at number thirteen, TCU. TCU is a three and a half point favorite. The new Red River Shootout, <laughs> rebranded by King. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. I think this game is TCU, and I don't know why I'm calling out scores today, but I'm feeling confident after last week. All right. <laughs> uh, something tells me this week, I think TCU is going to win, but I think both teams are scoring well over 40 points. It, I think it's the first to 50. Whoever gets the 50 first is going to win this game, and I think it's going to be TCU. Okay. I think TCU sneaks it out. Train, who you got? I also have TCU winning as well. Again, high scoring game. I think Max Duggan's going to do just enough to in Quentin Johnson. But honestly, I was going back and forth on this one. Honestly, like as of about five minutes ago, I was leaning towards switching back to Oklahoma State. But I'm going to go TCU. I'm going to I'm going to um, stick with that pick. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think this is this might end up being the game of the week. It might even you know pass uh, Bam and Tennessee, but. Uh, uh, I went back and forth on this game too, just like Train said. Uh, I'm going with Oklahoma State. Okay, uh, Mike Ooh. Gundy, he finds a way to get it done. Him and the mullet, let's go. That man still rocking the mullet after all these years. <laughs> he won't let it go. Hey man, if you got it, you got it. Yeah. All right, NC St- number fifteen, NC State at number eighteen, Syracuse. Uh, uh- Syracuse three and a half point favorite. Oh, so you didn't mention my don't care about game of the week yet. This is it. What, two, two ranked teams, and I could care less about either one of them. Oh, disrespect, man. Oh, man. Uh, give me NC State. Okay. Don't ask why. Okay. Well, I will say this. I don't know much about anything about Syracuse football. NC State did not look very good against Clemson. I, I'm going NC State. I, I just think, I just think that they'll beat Syracuse and they'll come back down to earth. You know, it, it's Syracuse. When did they get good at football? They had some good, good years before. So. I'm I'm going Syracuse, honestly, and I'm going by two touchdowns at least. You're going by two. Go touchdowns? for it, at least, at least. Uh, at Syracuse, least. you know, Garrett we stole, Are we stone cold lead pipe blocking this? Oh, lead pipe lock this bad baby. Oh, uh, I got Syracuse. You know, Garrett Schrader, the former Mississippi State quarterback, playing great this season. Twelve hundred yards passing, over two hundred yards rushing, fifteen total t- touchdowns to only one INT. Um. 
I, NC State just haven't looked very good to me. They look terrible against Clemson. Granted, it's Clemson, you know, top five team, but they look absolutely terrible against them. It only looked close because they scored the last minute. They got Syracuse by at least two touchdowns. All right. Jim like, Brown's happy. Oh, yeah. This is a bold prediction. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, next game, 16 Mississippi State at number 22 Kentucky. Mississippi State's four-point favorite. Well, I'm going to go ahead and kill a train's dream. I'm taking Mississippi State. Damn. They've been playing good this uh, last couple weeks. And like you, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, they're only lost to LSU and they kind of beat themselves going forward on fourth down and some uh, sketchy punt. situations. And then they have muff punt too, obviously. And a kick return that was called back for, for a holding that was 10 yards, that was like 10 miles away from the play. Yeah. yeah he was still, a, still a hole. Yeah. Oh, oh but, no! Uh, Amazing call, great call. You got call. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going Mississippi State. Go dogs! Oh, this game. Okay, Kentucky. Are the wheels gonna fall off? I think not. I think they get the win this week okay. to right the ship. I'm not sure how, because if Mike Leach is really willing to run the football, I believe Mississippi State should win this game but I also believe a Tiger doesn't change his stripes and I think Mike Leach is going to go back to throwing the football <laughs> 70 times oh, nobody nobody would be shocked by that Yeah, so that's why I'm picking Kentucky okay and I'm going Mississippi State no shock there honestly it's not even a homer pick I actually think they're the better team right now um, Kentucky you know um, the wheels kind of falling off with, with them a little bit um the, the wheels, line. the wheels, Levis have fallen off. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's a battle of wheels. Uh, Will Rogers <laughs> versus Will Levis. Uh, I, I, the offensive line has been absolutely terrible this season. Yes. Um, yeah, they, really you know, does a good job of getting pressure. Um, so I got Mississippi State. You know, in this game, I think uh, Will Rogers have have a big game, and yeah, I just don't think, and I do think Will Levis is playing, but I don't think. That he's going to be a difference maker in this game. I think Mississippi State wins. All right. All right. Next game, number seven USC at number twenty Utah. Utah is actually a three and a half point favorite. Wait, Utah's a favorite? Yes, they are. After getting beat last week by UCLA. Yes, they are. Call my bookie. Give me USC. Give me no, USC all day. Now, now I'm questioning myself. So let me double check this. But I'm pretty sure I got this right, you know, because I think I double checked it when I saw it. I mean, it doesn't matter for our purposes. We're just picking. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't not matter, but for the line, it, but just no, that's crazy to me. Because yeah. if if Utah is the favorite, what do they know that we yeah, don't? Utah is the favorite. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Vegas knows something, boys. Yeah, I just throw it out in there just to kind of give you know perspective of what you know Vegas is thinking as well. Yeah, I have a rule of thumb. Don't gamble on the Pac-12 because it's the Pac-12. <laughs> uh, but who are you picking? Though? In the famous words, cartoon character, we're going to let it ride on USC this week because <laughs> I, I got to take USC. I mean, they are – they're my pick to win the Pac-12, be the four seed, go get demolished by somebody. Your husband, your husband winner too. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams had a shot to win the Heisman. I think those are like gone now. But Utah hasn't shown me much this season. Yeah, they really hadn't. 
They had a chance. They had a chance last week against UCLA, and they they crapped a bit. So. Yeah, they, I'm not sure what Vegas knows or what they think they know, but they really should figure out who's the person that created that line because he obviously has ties to the Utes. <laughs> I, I'm taking USC all day. I, I I just I don't get that. That is baffling. Train, what you got? I also got USC. Um. I just have not been that impressed with Utah. Uh, I can see why they're the favorites, though. Utah is a tough place to play. So, yeah. um, USC, we talked about this with Michigan and Penn State. USC has not been tested. So, this is their first real test. So, how would they respond yeah. going to a hostile environment against a pretty good team? Uh, so, But I am going to USC. I think Jordan Allison is going to um, ha- have a big game for USC. So, I got USC. He's right. quiet this season. He did pretty good. Like well, I guess But I mean but he's not doing what he did at Pitt. You know, I don't know. For the guy who won the Belitnikov, you yeah. made this big transfer to go to USC. To to a pass heavy offense with Lincoln Riley. Hey, you had Caleb Williams. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And that might be unfair. I don't know. I mean he's having a good season, but uh yeah. but he's not like, you know, let's set the world on fire. He's like uh Almost 500 yards for the season. So, I mean, he's on pace for over 1,000 yards. But Yeah, he's not, doing good. He's yeah. playing good football. Yeah. What about you, Ron? He took USC. I took USC already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got you. Got you. I'll, I'll reiterate. <laughs> go right. go Trojans. All right. And the last game we got is number three, Alabama, at number six, Tennessee. Tennessee is a seven-point underdog in this game. Oh, I don't. Uh, I went back and forth on this one more than I went back and forth on Oklahoma State and TCU. I want Tennessee to win. I hope Tennessee wins. I never want to root for the dark side and Nick Saban in Alabama. So I think my heart is telling me I'm going with Tennessee. Okay. Saying what you got. All right. Well, this game, I think it comes down to Bryce Young. It's kind of like the big X factor. Um, I think if Bryce Young was completely healthy, I would pick Bama this game. Even though he might play, I'm still going Tennessee. I think they pulled it off. I think they stormed the field. They rocked the top. I'm I'm sorry if all fans, me and yeah, Train, oh, have yeah. given y'all the kiss of death. Oh yeah, yeah. they're storming the field. They're tearing out some goalposts. All right, I will say this. Looking at the game, and even though I gave a ton of praise to Tennessee's offensive line, and I think it's going to be a battle, I actually believe Bama's going to win this football game. Okay. For one name, Will Anderson. Yeah. I think Will Anderson is going to be let loose. I think he's going to have a crazy game. He's going to beat some double teams because Saban's going to line him up over Mincy on the left side. He's going to pick on the young sophomore and he's going to force those double teams and I think a lot of other people are going to eat off of that. Well, you mentioned it earlier, you know, does Hosman Hooker have his Hosman moment? Yeah, I does, think... Does I, Will I, Anderson have his Hosman moment? I think... I think- Bo, Bo take here. I think he throws for almost 400 yards this game. 
See, man, we're in direct conflict because I think, like Ron said, I think Will Anderson has his Heisman moment today or tomorrow. I, I, I believe on Saturday, Will Anderson will go out there and show the world why he's the best player in college football. Which he is, which, you know, we've been saying it all, all season. Yeah, he's going to flex that muscle and say, no, no, no. And, and they were wrong. Gerald Mincy could show up and play a heck of a football game, win some one-on-ones, but I think Will Anderson is just too good to be played one-on-one. And I, I think when they finally do set up those double teams and try to chip him with running backs, it's going to be a little too late. He, he's going to be in his bag already. <laughs> Bama. Okay. I, I respect right. it. All right, so that's all picks there. Um, any final thoughts before we uh, head out, though? Uh, I don't have any. I think we we touched on uh, LSU Florida. We touched on a little swag football. That's always good. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think I have anything else to add. Okay. Um, I will say this. Did y'all see the Southern versus Prairie View situation? No, what happened? I did not. Oh, they had a pregame fight. Um, hate to see it. Yeah. I, 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 I just wanted to talk about that really, really quick. Like, did, the, did the bands fight? No, it was it was a pregame fight. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it included players, assistants. You know, you might have Waterboy in there throwing a punch or two. You can't. You can't. You can't have that. I mean, You're right? Coaches have to hold themselves to a higher standard. Kids are kids; they're gonna make mistakes. But coaches can't be out there doing that. Fake. Yeah. And they said, you know, they're going through the video. They got at least forty to fifty people involved, and they keep emphasizing people. It's not just players. The reason why I'm bringing this up: we've spotlighted the sweat in positive moments on Wednesday and today of how they've shown improvement. And it's not just a swag. There's other conferences in the lower level. But Yeah, but the swag holds a holds hold a special place for us because I'm from Mississippi, you're from Louisiana. That's the home of the swag. You know, I, I grew right. up like thirty minutes from all corn. So it's just yeah. You know, and TSU, you know, I'm here in Houston, TSU's a big deal. It's just <clears throat> it it's horrible to see You've got all this positive momentum, and then these kids go do this. No disrespect to Southern or Prairie View, like, you know, past years. But kids, when you go out there, you're wearing a uniform. Yes, your name is on the back, but on the front, it says Southern. It says Prairie View. It's got the swag logo on. You represent more than just yourself. Why do you want to go out and embarrass everybody? Yeah. By doing it's a very good point of bringing that up, but do you had do you know uh, did they have any word on what started it? Was there an issue last year or like carried over to this year? Or anybody know anything? Well, apparently, what happened was this: these teams were the locker rooms were fairly close. Okay, you know tempers were flaring. You know words were being you know exchanged. No big deal, and. As it was going on, 
I mean, they might even get the police involved in this. As it was going on, some players were trying to separate it. They said a couple of assistant coaches and trainers are trying to separate it. And then someone threw a punch. No one knows who threw the first punch, but once the first punch was thrown, everything broke loose. And this and the punch got thrown out on the field, not back in the locker room, right? Right, on the field. Okay, yes. yeah. And I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, this stuff does happen. You yes. see, it, like the big schools getting oh, yeah. involved and all stuff. But I do agree with, with your statement about the coaches and trainers and stuff. That is kind of where, you know, I mean, and I've seen you know situation where coaches are involved in fights, but I'm yeah. saying the same thing here as I said now, like the coach, like, like like you know, as you mentioned earlier, they should be held to a higher standard. They're, they should be the ones trying to break up, break up the fight, trying to separate the players. Um, not engaging, you know, in the fight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happened to LSU A and M a couple years ago that they that, that big yeah, brawl that, game, right? Miss um, uh, if they old Miss had multiple brawls, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, but the difference is you have a fight at the Egg Bowl. I can, I think we all, and even the outside media, because you know, to be fair, we are now part of the media. The we can accept that the Egg Bowl has a fight before the game. You know, it's the Egg Bowl. Well, it's a scuffle, you know. But even if it is five, ten players having a brawl, it, you can still <laughs> wrap your head around it, as ugly as that may be. But Southern Prairie View, y'all don't have that type of history. You know, not get it. You're playing football. Your emotions are running hot. But you can't do that because you haven't established enough goodwill. I just, I, I, I hated to see that. Yeah, like, you hate to see it. Yeah, and like Ron said, for assistants to get involved in trainers, I mean, seriously, y'all are adults. Like, it's one thing for a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kid to do this. But I, must, I think it's fair to say some of those assistants are probably in their 40s, correct? Yeah. Probably, you know, I'm sure at least two or three of those trainers are probably in their 30s and 40s, maybe older. What do you look like getting into a fist fight with a 17, 18 year old? Yeah, hey, I just thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, not much to really add to it, just you know, like you said, they should just be held to a higher standard, and right. quite frankly, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I get, you know, tensions rise with the of players, course. but it's more so about the coaches and assistants. Well, that's the people you know, I'm disappointed you know. in. You know, I can deal with the players having a fight. That part, especially had it happened in the locker room, I really wouldn't have even brought it up. Yeah, if having a locker room was a completely different thing. Right. I was yeah. just, hey, it is what it is. But trainers and assistants, no. I just, I, I think there needs to be some punishment handed out. Yeah, very severe punishment, honestly. Yeah. yeah, well, to kind of segue really quick before we head out, though, um, uh, with the you know with the fighting going on, it kind of reminded me: is anybody checking out Deontay Wilder's return to the ring this weekend? Who's fighting? Uh, Robert Hillenius. It should Who's be that? exactly. Oh, well, you know, he's a good fighter. Well, he, he's he's okay fighter. He's just a big guy who be um. Uh, Andy Kalnaki, uh, twice, who was like considered like one of the rising heavyweights, but I was never a fan of his anyway, to be honest with you. 
So uh, when he won his last fight, he got like basically kind of like a qualifier kind of deal. So now he's fighting uh, Wilder. I guess Wilder's trying to make his comeback. Helene is trying to continue his rise. So um, I mean, I think Wilder knocks him out, but you know, I'm just curious to see how he looks <laughs> in his first fight since that um, third period fight, which was surprising. It was actually an amazing fight. I will say this: him fighting Aunt, uh, Oh Kawanaki. No, no, he's not fighting for now. Oh, no, he, okay. he when, when Robert fought him, gotcha, gotcha. Watching that fight, mm-hmm. and you know, old babyface was he, he took a beating. <laughs> he took a beating. <laughs> yeah, 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 babyface took a beating. I just like you said, Wilder. He he should get rid of Mister Robert Helenus in brutal fashion. You know, you also have Caleb Plant fighting in that court. I just don't think I'm gonna order the fight. Uh, yep, either. Oh, like I would watch it. Don't get me wrong, but there's no reason for that fight to be on pay per view. It's not. And that's kind of probably <laughs> pay per view. I think we discussed it a few weeks ago about pay per view and like how, yeah, you can't have fights like this on pay per view. No. You also got uh, Devin Haney rematch against Cambosis. Um, that first fight was just a jab fest from one side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just just thought I'd bring that up. Some, Look, it's gonna be fights. a hard hitting weekend. I think just to, my closing thoughts. I think Alabama Tennessee is gonna be a great football game. I think the Big Ten matchup of the week will be a great game. I think like you said it first. Is it separation Saturday? I'm not sure. But, but what I do know, but this Saturday, what I do know. Everybody, tidy straps up. Make sure you embolded that mouthpiece real good, because somebody gonna get rocked. I, I on the opening kickoff. I just got the feeling this is the game where look, you can make a name for yourself. You can get yourself getting trended on Twitter for a big hit or a big catch, a big block. I, I just think this is the weekend we're gonna start. Down our road to chaos. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait for it. Same here. All right. All right. Any closing thoughts, Ron? Oh, uh, no. I'm good. I'm good. I think we hit it all. All right. Well, till next time, uh, I'm your host, A-Train, joined by my good friends, King and Ron, and we out of here. Y'all have a good one.